Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Influence on your money with Money FM 89.3. We have to get the music going because it's getting pretty hot in here. Guests is in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin Creta, welcome to Your Money. How are you? Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> it's actually more humid in here than hot. Actually, it's pretty cold in here. It's the coldest it's cold? place uh, you'll be in for a while here in Singapore oh. on the equator. All right, for everybody else listening in, he went from $26,000 in credit card debt. Oh, you read that. To making six figures. He lit up your screen on Netflix's Bling Empire. You are right, Kevin. It was number one here in Singapore for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And in case you didn't watch that, listener, it was a series about wildly wealthy Asian Americans Mm -hmm. living it up in Los Angeles. He is now bringing Asian talent to the forefront with a new production company that he co-founded. It's called All's Productions. Your co-founder is here with you as well. She is. She is right here. She actually runs the show. She runs the show. We need to get her on mic, actually. No, she's actually making sure that I don't say anything bad. (laughs) (laughs) And you can catch us on Instagram Live as well if you want to watch Kevin in action. Kevin, what are you doing here in Singapore? Uh, In Singapore, we're actually meeting up with a production partner, Mm -hmm. Jet Talentino. Uh, He produced my first feature that I've ever been in called Asian Persuasion. And I was also an EP, which stands for an executive producer on it. And we're out here to really push his company and uh, that I'm a part of called PEG. stands mm-hmm. for Pacific Entertainment Group. And we're, gonna out, we're out here to fundraise for his movies and also, too, to let people know about All's Productions. So there's two buckets to this. All's Productions is really the development side. Uh, with uh, very micro-budget films that mm-hmm. we want to produce mm-hmm. and make, uh, indie style. And then the other one is more higher budget, more big screen Hollywood things with Jet Talentino out here. One of the most asked questions that I heard when I mentioned that I was going to be interviewing you was, mm. what does Kevin do for a living? That's a really good question. Well, I used to do modeling. I used to do modeling. That's actually what helped me get out of that credit card debt that you saw. Um, I lived in a 250-square-foot apartment in Philadelphia. No car, still no car, but I skateboarded everywhere. Uh, I ate very cheap meals to get myself out of that credit card debt, Um, and it took me a good year to do that. And then out here, Los Angeles, I was still modeling and acting. Um, And, you know, commercials usually pays the bills. And then Bling Empire came along Mm -hmm. um, in Los Angeles. And the odd part about Bling Empire is that a lot of people who usually promote their own businesses or brands uh, explode, like real estate agents, DJs, all that stuff. But modeling actually went totally out the window. Really? That's surprising. Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, And and the way people say it in my agency, at the agency, say like, well, you're not quite a normal model anymore, but you're not a Marvel superhero. So you kind of fall in this weird in-between place. Hmm. So the rates for normal models don't apply, 
but yet you're in this different category. So it's the in-between, right, in reality TV world. So um, actually, there was actually no modeling gigs after that. Surprising. Yeah. Really, really shocking. So you're in this weird in-between <coughs> category. Really weird in-between category. The way I like to say is reality TV is my side hustle. Uh, it pays the bills while I pursue my real craft, which is acting, producing, telling and producing Asian lead love stories, which is why Alls mm-hmm. exists. If but what is Tajin Beverage then? Tajin Beverage is the, another which part of my company that I, um, it was more about being sober because in season three of Bling Empire, I launched a beverage company. I pitched it to one of the castmates, um, won the whole competition. Uh, never got funded actually by that castmate. Um, some circumstances happened. Um, so yes, I am still hustling to try to make something for Sans, my, my beverage company. Mm-hmm. I haven't taken a dollar from it, no salary. Mm-hmm. Same thing with All's Productions. We haven't taken any money from it. Um, if anything, we've always put money into everything to invest, but like we haven't seen any, um, financial returns yet from anything because we're still in development and in pilot phase for the beverage company. But speaking, I usually get paid to speak in the United States. I know it's not huge here in Singapore. What are your topics? Uh, So a lot of my topics is actually sobriety, mental health in the AAPI community. So really, I've been a huge advocate for the AAPI community, which, you know, the Asian American community and anybody who's Asian, actually, Mm. for uh, since I was probably like in my teens. Mm -mm. Um, And so then only recently have I had a platform to actually speak about it. But um, the reason why I spoke a lot about it is because I just saw how people were portraying Asian Americans or Asians in general in media, Hollywood, movies, TV, media, which doesn't seem like a huge thing here because I know you guys are the majority. But when I was here in Singapore, I still saw it actually. Mm, you know, I still saw because I was modeling. Yeah. So all the what models were white and Brazilian. There were no Asian models. So to me, I was like, oh, you guys still see non-Asians as the attractive ones. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So... I still saw that back then. So I was like, oh, well, this really does apply universally. So it sounds like, back to the original question, when when people think, what is it that Kevin does now? Mm-hmm. He's building businesses. You're at the early stage of building ELLS. But All you're very ra- much uh, identified as a speaker. Yeah, I'm very much about building businesses with AAPI, Asian Americans, or Asians, and also for Asians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's been my passion for a long time has some passions and what I want to do sometimes doesn't make money right away, but I hope it does someday. But um, I've seen a lot of great impact. I mean, if you look at the track record, right? Crazy Rich Asians, Bling Empire happened. And then all of a sudden you see Asians everywhere. Like they bet on us, you know, Mm -hmm. and we won. Mm -hmm. But um, now I'm hoping to be able to continue my arts, my craft, show a little bit more of my business side when it comes to my beverage and production company so we can make more. Fantastic. When you first appeared on Bling Empire, what stood out was you weren't the wealthiest on yeah. that cast. So how did that affect you? Well, it definitely changed my perspective on wealthy people and money. So, for instance, like I always thought money and wealth, uh, just there was always a little bit of like, eh, I don't know if I, you know, I was raised Christian and my family was middle class. We didn't talk about money that much. Really? So, yeah, when you go into a cast that's all about money and then you see them being exorbitant with, you know, spending $100,000 on a ring and yet you're here like, wow, I could really use 
a tenth of that, you know what I mean, just to pay rent. And but they don't see it. And but you know, so I see. I learned where money really means to the wealthy and how they build it and what really means to them. You know, like uh, for instance, um, building alls productions. For instance, mm-hmm. a production company that mm-hmm. really wants to tell Asian-led stories. We've been consulted saying you should really start a nonprofit instead because then people, the wealthy, will just want to get a tax write-off and think, you know, they're doing some good stuff, which they are. But there's also the profit side where you want to go into profit too because then you really – I truly believe in the production company. I think – I know it's going to make something. You want to give the upside to Asian investors, especially in entertainment. Um, it's been very much a Jewish community, um, white-driven backed money, right? Comes from Broadway, Hollywood films. Um, and they know the risks, but they also know the returns. Um, and so when I speak, the, I was like, yeah, we could go to really rich white people too. But the thing is though, like my voice is in the AAPI community. That's mm-hmm. where I want to be able to um, advocate and really uplift, you know, because I think, you know, the white communities had their time. <laughs> so I just want to give that opportunity. It's interesting to hear that you are passionate also about mental health. So for the listener who's not too acquainted with you in 2014, uh, because of stress and, you know, the career and entertainment, the nonstop deadlines that took quite a toll on your body and you develop alopecia, which is where, you know, you lose quite a bit of hair. And in two weeks, I understand you lost not only a lot of hair, but a big part of your modeling career yeah. as well. Tell us about coming back from that and how you, you know, made a switch to prioritizing your mental health. Yeah. So, I mean, I've dealt with mental health issues my whole life. I mean, I, I, I'm writing a memoir about it, actually, uh, with an agency. And ever since I was a kid, I've had Tourette syndrome, which is another mental disability that people will call. Um, it's tics yes. and uh, movements and voice make whatever it's all that stuff depression anxiety struggle with alcoholism as well um so i know what stress is like as well with uh alopecia so i definitely know the effects of it and what it does to me and the people around me so that's why i'm a huge advocate for it because i know a lot of people don't like talking about it or um don't think it was really necessary to have so i definitely know for me, it's super important to not just normalize it, but even have it available. And for people who don't think they need it, to just try it, you know, and you never know. Your life might get better. Fantastic. Um, talk to us a little bit about identity, uh, racial identity, ethnic identity, what it means to be an attractive Asian growing up in, in the U.S. Well, the word attractive Asian in the U.S. growing up, that didn't exist. Um, people didn't see Asians as attractive. I mean, we were jokes, the jokes of uh, if you've ever seen, you know, Karate Kid or Lung, whatever mm-hmm. they call it, like they always make fun of the Asian guy or Breakfast and Tiffany's. Um, that was very common. That was okay. That was actually seen. Even when to, you were growing up? Oh, like, what, totally. Totally. 80s, 90s, actually even in the 2000s, you know, like it really started to, the LGBTQ community really advocated for equality, which I think really set the tone for other minorities to have a voice um, and, and the black community too. So we're, I'm just jumping off on their successes as a- API because we, we didn't have any success in that to say like, hey, look, we were made fun of. It was very racist too. 
where's our voice? And so it was very, it didn't exist. Um, that's why I think media is so important and movie making, especially at the independent level, because we get to control the narrative. We get to not let Hollywood executives tell us what Asian story should be or what an Asian guy should look like or an immigrant should look like or a beautiful woman should look like or what careers they should have because all of that's being now controlled by still Hollywood and they're not Asian by the way so there's a lot of effects and you know you get some that really represent us very well some that don't you just need more of it and it really starts with the independent level everybody thinks it starts at a high studio level but it actually doesn't uh, there's a lot less attention to independent filmmaking. But if you look at the examples of like A24 who came out with like Past Lives or Everything Everywhere All at Once, that's indie filmmaking. That's not high budget stuff. Those come from like private investors too. So like people don't see that. They only see like, oh, well, Marvel has this. But it's like yeah. actually when you look at the overall theatrical returns, there's a higher multiple for – uh, independent and you don't have to risk as much but there's a high risk for studio films with lower multiple returns. So that's what ALLs alls will do basically um, pool private investor money and fund independent projects? Exactly and especially at the development level because it's less less risk, a little higher premiums too when it comes to development as well but yeah the, the independent and, and the development is super important because mm. you have to develop it to begin with. Mm. Like if there's no script, no ideas, mm. no IP, you can't even have a script. Like it all starts in development mm -hmm. actually. Finding the writers, finding the stories, attaching the right talent, then getting the right director and then you package it together and then you go out and then you sell it. And then hopefully what we're trying to also do is not just sell it, but we want to also produce it. We want to fund it. Interesting. We'll come back to Alls in just a while. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're here from the Philippines where a movie that you starred in made its debut. Tell us about your representation there. It's called Asian Persuasion. Yeah. Well, we live in Los Angeles, actually. We just we had a long debut for our first feature um, theatrical release all throughout the Philippines and also Guam, actually. And um, that was a theatrical release. And that's just an example of independent level. Independent films do get into theaters. Um, now, what I really loved about Asian Persuasion is that, yes, it was an all-Asian cast. It was um, all Asians but behind the screen as well, too, the DPs, everything, editors. It was all Asian. And what I loved about it, too, is that Jet Talentino gave me a shot. Jet Talentino, listeners, yeah. are, uh, is a Grammy Award-winning producer. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's three, three of them, three and, times and, and no, no, no. I'm sorry, three Tonys and one Grammy. So it's reversed. Tonys are for um, Broadway. Yeah. Um, so he's he's a legend in the Filipino community, and he believed in me, like because I have so many things that I want to I want to do in the scripted space, but. People have only seen me in the unscripted, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. he gave me a shot because talent's talent, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what Alls is about too. Like, we don't mind if you do unscripted. We don't mind if you're Southeast Asian, East Asian. Come in. Like, play our roles. You know, um, something that's happening in Hollywood that Singaporeans don't know is that there's an exclusivity because we – it's a little political as well. You know, well, if you have a Korean person, that person's – has to be 100% Korean, you know? Mm -hmm. um, or if you have a Japanese character and it's a Japanese story, you have to be 100% Japanese and speak the language and all that stuff. So there's a time and place for that. But what all wants to do is become more inclusive where you don't have to be that. And it could be like Southeast Indian or Indian or Asian. Just come, best person, we'll get the role. 
not based off of things that you are just born with, like the tone of your skin or something like mm-hmm. that. Fantastic. When you look back on your entrepreneurial journey, and you're still on it, right? Still Alls, on it's, it. Alls is just getting started. You're mm-hmm. here in Singapore to look for investors. What has the investor um, reaction been to this uh, idea? So they've loved it. They, they love the idea. What it is is that a lot of investors, especially the AAPI community, has never had the opportunity. Like I said, we talk about it back in Los Angeles where we're at. Hollywood, Asian um, actors and celebrities didn't really exist. You had Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, but he came from Hong Kong, right? Or he came from Hong Kong, right? I think so. Bruce Lee? No, no, no. He, well, well, Bruce oh, Lee technically Chan. did too. Bruce he did, went to Hong yeah. Kong for a little bit, came back. But what I'm saying is we, Asian Hollywood didn't have all these public figures, celebrities, and these movie makers at the time. Now, in the last five and a half years, you've seen an explosion. Yeah. And it's because we've had proven concepts, Crazy Rich Asians, Bling Empire, the latest ones, everything, everywhere, all I want, all of them. And at independent level, some of them. So, like, we have such an opportunity, but, like, Asian Americans have never seen opportunities. Mm-hmm. So they're a little bit more hesitant. But they don't realize that for us to keep doing this and tell their narratives, it actually is dependent on the community, too, um, to also uh, not just give back, but also to invest and reinvest in their creators. Um, and I, I'll tell you what, like, there's a lot of um, tech people that I know back in Los Angeles okay. and and, and, the, and all of the U.S., like, they had a hard time, like, identity, they didn't feel like they belong, okay. they couldn't get a date. But now, like I'm saying, after Crazy Rich Asians and Bling Empire came and people saw Asians differently, it's not a problem for Fantastic. them anymore. So, like, what I'm saying is, it's so powerful, but it's it's really up to our community, Asians, which makes up most of the world, to also help fund the pipeline so this continues. Yeah, and we I'm have curious, the power. What what has the reaction been so far? I mean, do they get the investment thesis? These investors that you're talking to. Well, right now, what I see is that it's um, very individualistic. So a lot of people don't want to collaborate. You know, they don't want. To, mm. it, there's still a little bit of a scarcity thing, which I understand because it's still new. A lot of um, Asian American filmmakers don't see how powerful it is to collaborate. You know, you don't have to just carry this load yourself. Like, let's let's go on this journey together. Um, like for our slate, we're not just producing it ourselves. We're co-producing, co-financing. We are also bringing all our talent pool together um, to collaborate and also produce something really great. Mm-hmm. I just think there's too many companies spread out and trying to be like the first or something. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, let's put our egos aside. Think of the bigger picture. If the Asian world would actually be on board, how powerful is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, we outbeat everybody. As time, the money, the popularity. But for some reason, we give attention span, what we look at, yeah. right? What yeah. we buy tickets for. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we still follow you know, the, the narrative of white Hollywood still. How, how passionate are you about getting alls off the ground? How much of your own money is in it? All of it. All of it's in it. I mean, like, whatever we, it takes. I mean, this trip, for instance, right? This is probably our first trip, like a real company trip that wasn't paid for from other productions or a job I had. Because, like, if, we, if I did get paid to go speak somewhere or travel somewhere, we would fly together and make an opportunity and try to meet people and try to find other filmmakers, other investors, and try to do something, be collaborative. And so this is our first time where we went out and we're like, you know what? We don't know what's going to happen. We actually don't know everybody we're going to meet yet, but we're going to come with Jet Tolentino. He's experienced. He's got big 
big funds he wants to do. Mm-hmm. We have our development, and we need both, actually. Yeah. So we might as well go out here, collaborate, combine everything. And that's, that's, that's the collaboration and partnership that I hope to see in the Asian community more. Well, fantastic to speak with you, and good luck with All's Productions. Thank Kevin, you. Thanks Thank for you. being here. Thank you for having me. Kevin Creed, a co-founder and producer of All's Productions. I'm Michelle Martin. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.